from a dead man. Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a, a, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act essentially act like they might have the virus and that's the way that we can control it together the way ahead is hard and it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant it may be up to 70 percent more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days and it's going to spread further and I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime. So, as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
risk of after reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. A jihad, a jihad, a jihad, a jihad. I'll do the uh, Saint Arafat. Enough uh, pan-Arab chads for the moment. How is everyone? Zach took a break yesterday. The uh, stream Sunday was, uh, how shall we say, <laughs> long and complex. And um, I hope people enjoyed it. it seemed to. Uh, I had sent lots of emails my way. Um, it seems everyone, well, nearly everyone, has uh, an opinion on the. Um, I'm not sure what to call it. Gnostic, Gnostic versus Orthodox Christianity, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, as we're thinking about uh, spiritual matters, perhaps I should just uh, once again remind uh, people in the chat. It's nearly, it's been nearly a week now. But prayers for our karma doc. She lost her partner uh, through uh, through suicide. Um, another one and uh, i knew him i'd met him um nice guy uh troubled i guess in some ways um uh, but uh yeah i hope karma doc is watching and um a moment of silence mm. i say i'd say a prayer uh no matter which uh which side of the orthodox or Gnostic uh, divide that you come down on, or just the materialistic side, um, it's, these losses are always difficult. And um, yeah, um, 
we would uh, we would be lost without uh, Karmadoc. And, uh, um, send prayers, everyone. Keep her in your thoughts. Keep Chris in your thoughts as well. All right. So on that uh, rather dark note, I think um, it, uh, we should push on. So what are we going to do today? Well, obviously, there's been um, significant developments in over the weekend with Ukraine. Um, again, I want to take a look at them because I think this is the... Uh, most immediate threat on the horizon, um, I, I think. SARS as uh, as a topic, and uh, it's there's of course there's interesting science to do. There's still <laughs> origins, everything like that. Um, it's still it's still there. Of course, I'm going to be covering some of that as well, and I want to get into one of the papers which as part of the special edition of Neurobiology of Disease, just looking at um, immune activation and uh, alpha synuclein dysregulation. Um, it will probably be a very long review, so it's probably going to take me a few bites. I've got to finish. I've got to finish within two hours because I've, uh, I've got to take the young lad out this afternoon. So... Um, Vengeance is cooming. I hope so. I hope so. A righteous smiting would be be called for. All right. So, yeah, it's hard to. Uh... Can people just stop dying, please? Enough. Knock it off. Stay strong. All right. So let's get into uh, today's stream. So, of course, this one from You've Been Nudged uh, on the fact that uh, cluster bombs are going to the clusterfuck uh, in Ukraine. And uh, I've got a few things to say about that uh, in a minute. But, of course, uh, housekeeping. And uh, am I on the screen? Yes. And... Uh, Wondering who I am, you've wandered in here, and uh, why Why are you listening to me? Uh, well, I've spent much of my uh, last three years coming out as a dissident scientist with respect to what they've tried to pull with SARS, uh, mandates, etc. The whole caboodle. Um, it's all very, uh, very, very sketchy part of the laying the groundwork for your dystopian technocratic future that they've got in mind for you and of course uh as being a renegade scientist um it means that i am uh, <laughs> no longer ensconced in the institutes i have to rattle my tin cup every day just to keep the stream uh going trying to feed the bleaks on the plantations uh, if you'd like to become a patreon please do uh, what the doc really loves is if you hit that WTYL.live tip jar 
Uh, it's great. You can ignore the stream fags GayPal link underneath it. Buy me a coffee, subscribe, start all manner of digital tulips accepted. You can join the Discord chat. You can register to be notified by email when I go live because like today, should I be uh, banned from Twitter as I am at the moment, um, I'm on a 12-hour Twitmo uh, session. But uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, make sure you get the email so you know when I go live, so um, I don't expect, without Twitter, I expect it to be a small, small crowd today. Uh, all right, so uh, yes, when I was saying hit WTYL.live tip chart, it'll take you to this page, and there you should see you can use your usury cards. PayPal is accepted, and uh, yes, please, 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 please support the stream. Uh, it keeps me going, keeps me coming back. All right, let's get into the, the latest escalation. Um, I think there needs to be some clarification, or, or not some clarification, but some uh, proper discussion about um the of course uh the biden administration has decided that cluster bombs are the the answer the uh the leopards didn't work f-16s are taking too long and uh cluster bombs which have been banned by m most countries i would say have uh <laughs> have been proposed by uh, the Biden White House. Let's have a listen to this and uh, try not to vomit as they, as they justify. Uh, literally on their high horse a few months ago complaining about uh, Russian use of cluster munitions. Uh, I have no doubt that the Russians are using them. There's, uh, there's only so, way, so many ways you can get those minefields seeded and... You know, we've seen that they can be of uh, devastating effect. So anyway, the White House, after uh, giving climbing up on their moral and uh, ethical eye horse, have now climbed down off it and are justifying the use of sending clusters. That it is going to use these in a very careful way that is aimed at minimizing any risk to civilians. And by the way, Ukraine. The democratically elected government of Ukraine has every incentive to minimize risk to civilians because it. <laughs> Except those in the Donbass, they'll get uh, they'll get sprayed with these cluster munitions. We saw very early on in the co in the conflict that uh, they were using the uh, not the bomblets, but the little uh, what do you call them? Petal mines, right? So, sort of the to blow your blow your foot off uh they were using that on civilian areas so uh all this uh, <laughs> i promise governor we'll use them we'll use them on the right targets uh color me a little skeptical at that citizens it's ukrainians who they are trying to protect and defend this is not ukraine taking these and going and using them in the middle east or in southeast asia or in some faraway land <laughs> well like you did like you did they're using them on their territory to defend their territory is that it is going to use these in they're going to use them in uh, a mature and ethical manner yeah yeah i won't color me 
somewhat skeptical. And um, look, Russians have used them. Ukrainians have used them, as I was saying. Here's a news report from uh, April. And look, I, I don't know what comes next. I mean, you know, I'd say I'd say the biological and chemicals, but I think they've already done that. So it's cluster munitions and then F-16s and then NATO getting dragged in fully to the uh, to the conflict. I suppose uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't look good, and I don't see um, that again any overtures. Uh, to to peace, uh, particularly from the West. Uh, let's see. Pfizer announced no graphene oxide in substance. Page, I believe, page five and fourteen discussion shows use. Um, uh, Hannah Deb, uh, the documents that describe the use of graphene, they're talking about the stage used in their electron microscopy and it's yeah i can if you're not okay with the literature in that respect of, of course it can seem like they uh they are ah oh, they've slipped it in there trying to whatever uh, they think graphene oxide is going to do going to form that uh network and uh you know give you uh i don't know <laughs> just why are you up why are you up for the internet of uh things the internet of bodies etc i'm i'm not sure that's my uh i, I don't think that's where it's going it says buffering my end uh let's see aj's working for chd now no i don't think he is um anyway uh CIA loves sucking cock. Yes, I agree. Biological weapons have been interestingly quiet. Well, yeah, you know, once you've deployed them, you know, I think you get one um, one shot at it. So, um, you know, and if you're if it's glitching for you, might I suggest uh, WTYL to activate the uh, the chat in there? Second, that on. Uh-oh, WTYL is playing up. Yes, there we are live. Wait the chat. Yes, there it is. Chat is working on... Uh... He was working for RFK as part of the book contract, and Charles got him that job. And they were on a contract. I don't think it's been renewed. Yes, big boy. Don't have dish soap. Okay, well, we'll get some when we go out, okay? Um, all right, so I want to say uh, thank you to Kat uh, for the dono. Uh, we can, obviously, with the current segment, we can have... Well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Ruskies. It edgeth, it edgeth ever closer. And 
you know. Now, the good news is that uh, America's decision has not been universally accepted as the, uh, uh, the right thing to do. There have been a number of countries which have um, raised objections. You would be hard-pressed to find it in the New York Times or the, any of the other uh, propaganda outlets but uh you could go to hindustan times stay up with the latest and ah uh, I'll, I'll, I'll play it um excuse the it, it's just dramatic music and i don't know clips from armor free as they try to relay what is happening but this is uh i guess hindustan times is a recognized news organization but it's just it's just here i'm just playing it to demonstrate that yeah it's not been it's not been universally well received this strategic decision go to hell ukraine lashes german leader for opposing transfer <laughs> <laughs> oh man how did how does that go down when you know they've been handing over leopard tanks and god knows what else and uh the, the screaming petulant child that is Zelensky in ukraine and the nato proxy war stamping their feet because they want german cluster munitions that's uh that's fucking hilarious man Spain and UK now Germany against cluster bomb aid for Kiev. I hope so too. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be three minutes of the same thing, but it, it's there just to show that there is an objection, rightly so. Again, uh, where are the, where are the anti-war, quote-unquote, left at the moment? Just too busy waving their Ukrainian flags as they've been, uh, they've been fully eviscerated by the psychological operations so let's let's move on from there and uh, medvedev stepping up the ante again we played a clip the other day of him uh, basically <laughs> threatening the use of uh, nuclear weapons to end the fight on uh, their southern border in ukraine Medvedev's from Medvedev's Telegram channel. If an attempt to attack the Smolensk uh, Desnogorsk nuclear power plant by NATO missiles is confirmed, it is necessary to consider a scenario of simultaneous Russian strikes on the South Ukrainian nuclear power plant, Rivna nuclear power plant, Kalm Kalmnitsky nuclear power plant, as well as nuclear facilities. <laughs> Not just Ukraine, uh, all across Eastern Europe. Yeah, light it up! Go on, Medvedev. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. 
Well, there's no need to hold back at this point. Well, you know, in some respects, the Russians... I can see why the Russians would think that. And what was I watching the other day? Uh, the Duran. And they made the point that um, there was a strike in Lviv a couple of days ago. And... Russia had said that they will be going after decision centers. And of course, all the. Uh, <laughs> well, euphemistically called uh, volunteers to Ukraine, uh, they're mercenaries, but they're, they're look, they're not just turning up uh, by their own volition. Of course, there are private military contractor groups which are making uh, sufficient uh, or, or a lot of money out of the current state of affairs and you know they actually made a very uh, cogent point which was that uh, there's a glut of military trained personnel who because of deindustrialization um these men don't want to go into fucking service industry jobs right and if there's a big fat paycheck for uh playing gi joe and um you know you think you think that it's going to be like all the other uh campaigns you were in where you know, they coalition forces had air superiority i would imagine that there was there were many many a individual who figured why not why not? And we see plenty of evidence uh, virtually every day of foreign foreign troops on the ground. But uh, let's see. Just get it over with, says Centipede. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, right? If it's the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just do it. Get it out of the way so we can move on. And uh, But I don't know. I don't know how catastrophic that looks can can you have such a thing as a limited limited nuclear exchange and i, I don't know the the when i were a lad we uh we believed that that was not a possibility everything just escalated and um you know you've they've got a short window in which to make the decision about whether to fire or not right and before you lose it yeah use it or lose it as it were um all right so moving on moving on uh i think that's uh well, that's kind of it for ukraine you know everything sort of stalled around the um the cluster bomb issue and of course the meeting the nato meeting in vilnius which uh we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. This was an interesting story. Uh, U.S. destroys all of its supply of toxic nerve agent. The military's, sorry, the military's last chemical weapons. Uh, this from Business Insider. Uh, the U.S. military has destroyed the last of its chemical weapons. President Joe Biden announced. Well, they've got better biological agents now. The U.S. was the last party to a 1997 treaty to eliminate its stockpile, but the head of OPCW warned preventing re-emergence will remain a priority. Uh, 
The US military has destroyed the last of its chemical weapons as part of an international campaign that began in 1997, President Joe Biden announced. The weapons were eliminated at the Bluegrass Army Depot in Kentucky, where as many as 51,000 M55 rockets containing sarin, a toxic nerve agent, have been stored since the 1940s. <laughs> Jesus. Just a small amount of sarin gas can be deadly. Here's what sarin gas is and what it does to the body. Yeah, okay. The U.S. was the last of the 193 countries that signed up to the Chemical Weapons Convention to eradicate its stockpiles. Um, oh, we've got a video. Um, with this, world is now officially free of these toxic substances which have the potential to harm or even kill people. Well, as we get further into this story, I may beg to differ with uh, that particular conclusion. The 1997 uh, CWC, Chemical Warfare, whatever C is, uh, is an international treaty that aimed to eliminate chemical weapons and prevent their proliferation. Um, humanity moving forward, it would appear. Convention has been ratified by 193 states, making it one of the most widely supported disarmament agreements. Interesting. Final munition, a rocket containing sarin nerve agent, was drained, chemically deactivated, and destroyed. Nice. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you for the annoying ending. So, the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, the Nobel Peace Prize winning organization that oversees the treaty confirmed in a statement that the last chemical weapons declared by the convention parties were destroyed. The end of all declared chemical weapons stockpiles is an important milestone for the organization, said Fernando Arias, the director general of the OPCW, is a critical step towards achieving its mission to permanently eliminate all chemical weapons. 
The disposal by the US military was the final chapter of global destruction process of more than 30,000 tons of chemical weapons per The Guardian. OPCW said it would continue to monitor the closure of bluegrass and the Pueblo Chemical Depot in Colorado and ensure the safe disposal of waste. But Arius also warned that recent uses and threats of use of toxic chemicals as weapons illustrate that preventing re-emergence will remain a priority. Now, can read off a list here and uh, let's see who gets it in the chat first. Which country is missing? Egypt, North Korea and South Sudan are the only nations not to have signed the treaty according to The Guardian. Now, there's one other nation on there which, <laughs> unlike Korea, and uh, well, maybe Korea could make them, but um, so I, I can't see South Sudan. Yes, Israeli, uh, they are determined to play the ambiguity game, and um, we should just make the presumption that they do have active biological and chemical warfare programs until proven otherwise and they should be held to these treaty standards uh let's see i continue to encourage the remaining nations to join the chemical weapons convention so the global ban on chemical weapons can reach its fullest potential biden said in a statement the president added that russia and syria had undeclared chemical weapons programs which have been used to commit brazen this is brazen Atrocities and attacks in 2018, barrel bombs filled with chlorine and sarin gas reportedly fell on and near a hospital in Duma, Syria, killing dozens of men, women and children. Um, I don't think that that was the Assad government in that particular instance, but um, you can be sure that they... Any excuse to get boots on the ground? Uh... <laughs> Kentucky says we've run out of conventional weapons. Now we must use the gas. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's not a real country. <laughs> Look, man. They do some... I watched a clip the other day. I don't know if someone can pull it up. But just... Uh, I want to say it was the defence minister just losing his shit in the street, sh shouting at some... Arab lady family that uh, that the, the, the Arabs family house belongs to them, and they're going to take it. It was um, it was gross, and the fact that they're able to still pull that type of nonsense off is uh, yeah, you know we should be we should be doing better. All right, but if anyone can find that clip, I will play it. I meant to grab it and I didn't. Uh, let's see. Um, so what did I have next? Oh, yes! Ah! <laughs> Pete Cringe. <laughs> NAFO, the fellas, the ones with the shit-tier memes in support of NATO proxy wars and uh, oligarch feeding at the trough. Get a shout-out by... Uh... I don't even know who this bitch is. Kaja, Kaja Callas, whoever that is. Kaya Callas. Uh, <laughs> this is just... This is uh, testicle tightening cringe that you're about to see. Dear fellas, I'm really sorry not to be able to be there with you in person for the first ever NAFA Summit in Vilnius. But I will be following in your footsteps in a few days when NATO leaders meet. 
As a proud honorary fella, I want to send my greetings to you and I wish you the most basic. I wish you the most base NAFO summit possible. Oh man, let me just. Most base NAFO summit possible. As I've said before, the aggressor must be defeated on the battlefield, but Russia is also waging a war against our democracies an energy war, a cyber war, an information war. Uh, not a war you initiated with sanctions then? Nothing to do with that? Wow. <laughs> Democracies need to take steps to defend themselves in all these areas, as well as holding the line to defend a world where rules still apply. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't have uh, I don't have much to. Uh, you know, like uh, breaking all those weapons treaties with supplying cluster munitions. <laughs> those rules. <laughs> And where technology works. Blowing up uh, critical infrastructure of uh, allies, that, that, those rules. Or not against democratic societies. You are all a living example of this. Fighting Russian disinformation and bad takes with good humor, intelligence and enthusiasm. Behind every fellow is a real person. You are volunteering your time and energy because you believe in Ukraine's victory. I thank you for all your support to Ukraine, as well as the Baltic Sea region and Estonia. Now, um, look, man, I love memes. <laughs> I really, really do. But NAFO, NAFO memes generally are really, really shit tier. And I want to say I was looking at a report, a report, but yesterday where they were uh, reveling. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably... I'd probably make the same crude, uh, crude joke as well. But they were at their meeting. They were playing the clip of the Russian fella that got well eaten alive by a shark off the coast of Egypt. <laughs> and that was. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm with you, if it's funny, I, I guess fucking go for it. I, at least try. At least try the humour. <laughs> to, uh, to have a tranny like this, uh, the, the look, memes are the, the samizdat of the 21st century. It's the... Um, it's the cry of resistance against the uh, overt tyranny that we have and censorship by people like this bitch on the screen. And uh, to have a state-sanctioned uh, <laughs> shit-tier meme squad, <laughs> I'd die. And thank you for all your support to me personally. It really, really warms my heart. So what more to say than keep fighting the good fight because NATO expansion is non-negotiable and Ukraine will win. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I need a chemical alley. Clean my body.
pilgrim looking biatch wears your bonnet yes 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 but uh yeah um state sanctioned uh 77th brigade psychological operations <laughs> there are some real dumb motherfuckers out there man all right, all right, let's move on. Let's try and get to the uh, review. Oh, yes, COVID zombie. Uh, I can't actually have put this in the Discord yesterday, but we've got a top tier one. Uh, meltdown in an airport uh, with characteristic spitting. We must, we must examine this zombie. Kiss me, kiss me, and tell me who's the head on What? Kiss me? What? Man, the brain rot's getting bad. <laughs> Kiss me. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's that's that's literally exorcist style, right? Where she's gonna she's gonna grab the crucifix next. Ah, fuck me, fuck me. Oh man, this one's top tier. I I've, I listen. Oh, I played it, but I didn't have headphones in. I was just listening on the monitor speaker. I didn't catch all this detailed. <laughs> all this detailed dialogue. This is fucking great. I've got to rewind it just for this. <laughs> Kiss me. Kiss me. And tell me who's the head on here. What, I'm not hot enough for you? I'm not hot enough? Oh God, my pussy's golden fat. Fucking women, man. <laughs> They're just my pussy's golden. You like <laughs> you worship me for my pussy, man. Oh man, oh man. Sometimes there's a re there's a reason that Allah invented the pimp hand. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. The impulse control disorder. Woof, straight into the dude's face. top tier covid zombie right there folks wow <laughs> the head pussy yes must be a tranny <laughs> lick my bonus hole lick it <laughs> fuck man let it burn let it all burn. Allah, please. <laughs> please. Let the smiting commence. Now, uh, some updates on the uh, 
congressional investigation into lab origins. Um, so, <laughs> just basically admitting to academic fraud. So, uh, I, well, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but, um, but basically, and we knew this anyway, that uh, Jeremy Farrar had, uh, was essentially a ghost writer on the proximal origins paper and also used his influence to lean on nature to get there and remember folks it wasn't a scientific manuscript it was a letter an opinion piece etc it's about but it was used or attempted to be used to stifle any debate and um now I'm guessing that they're wanting to call Farrar. Now, the funny thing is... Oh, I will read it. So, dear Dr. Farrar, as, as ranking member of the Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus Pandemic, I request your testimony at the Select Subcommittee's upcoming July 11th, 2023 hearing. Select Subcommittee Republicans have called this hearing to examine baseless allegations that Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins sought to suppress scientific discourse on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there you go. And I've, I've said the other day that the, I think a deal has been struck with Democrats and Chinese, and they've said, we'll, we'll lay off the accusations of uh, your impropriety when it comes to uh, gain-of-function research uh, so long as uh, we get what we want. K typical K26R negotiation tactics. But uh, yeah, they're just, uh, they're, they're just shifting the blame onto Jeremy Farrer now. <laughs> On February 7th, 2023, select some subcommittee Republicans send letters to Dr. W. Ian Lipkin, Dr. Michael Farzan, Dr. Robert Gary, and Dr. Christian Anderson requesting the documents and transcribed interviews regarding the drafting and publication of the proximal origins of SARS-CoV-2. Since then, the select subcommittee has reviewed thousands of pages of internal documents and conducted transcribed interviews with the four researchers. Over the course of this investigation, it has become abundantly clear that contrary to select subcommittee Republicans' allegations, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins had little to no involvement in drafting and publication of the paper. If select sub subcommittee Republicans were serious about having an objective discussion on the merits of proximal origin paper and the process by which it was drafted and published, they would follow the facts of their own investigation, which have clearly shown that you helped to organize and facilitate the drafting and publication of the paper um uh, oh i don't uh this uh this is the email um from farah to ian lipkin yes i know and in us why so keen to get out asap uh i will push nature uh, Jeremy, thanks for shepherding this paper. Rumours, uh, rumours of bioweaponeering are now circulating in China. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to say. I mean, all, all, all of it needs retraction. All, all of these people need to be held to account. And um, 
I'm I'm not buying that uh, Fauci and Collins didn't have anything to do with uh, the uh, the idea to draft this paper. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like a theatrical performance. Oh, you're on about the uh, the mad bitch, yeah. Yeah. COVID news. Um, stadium staff and medic go into cardiac arrest at Ed Sheeran concert in Pittsburgh as 17 more hospitalized. Now, um, look, I'm not really, I don't really know Ed Sheeran. I know my nieces are big fans of his. Um, the, I'm not taken by the music in any form, but I'm sure it's not that bad that it causes people to keel over with heart attacks. And, of course, uh, the, the gaslighting is strong in this uh, report because uh, Pittsburgh's temperature recorded a high of 72 degrees during the day and a low of 62 degrees, according to the Weather Channel. Um, that's that's not so hot mm, for for. July. That's, that's pretty mild for uh, Pennsylvania. Um, but uh, yes, it's all being blamed on global warming, folks. Nothing to see here. All those 17 youngsters <laughs> collapsing, paramedics dying. Uh, it's it's your it's your carbon consumption that did it. I believe unbelievable to me but uh this is the world that we now live in um in other news someone was making the claim yesterday that uh there may have been a potential lab leak now in it says in kawasaki japan 31 alpha variant of concern strains of sars-cov-2 were detected from human samples this may and june the sequence is almost the same as that of the original Alpha, together with the Delta variant of concern detected at the same time and place. Lab leak near Kawasaki is highly likely. Now, this changed uh, over the day, and they claimed that... That's uh, what he says. I've made a phone call to Kawasaki Institute of Public Health to find out all the data uploaded on July 5th were wrongly registered due to a system error. Another very poor handling of data by public institutions in Japan. Now, um, I could maybe, maybe buy that as uh, an excuse, but the issue is that the, uh, you could argue, I mean, the collection dates are different, uh, but the submission date is the same day. But um, look, the simple fact is, is that SARS is showing some very strange dynamics in Japan right now. And uh, let me just see if I can find a clip real quick. Uh, Check this silly bitch out. I did just feel like hot, but also have the chills. I just
fucking disgusting. Like, I feel sick, so wish me luck. I feel the same when I hear that accent. <laughs> through this next fucking 36 hours i really don't know how i'm gonna make it but i just have to stay positive this uh chick is so in japan right Airlines now flight, and of course they fucked up the vegan meal so i have nothing to eat um hopefully they don't mess up the breakfast because this flight is 13 12 hours i'm gonna need to eat at some point but I do have unlimited alcohol where I am, so I am gonna get faded. officially been traveling for 34 hours now. Um, flight got delayed three times. So we're late. Um, and I was honestly a nauseous headache. I'm feeling a little feverish. I'm like, okay, cool. I probably got COVID from the flight. That's, that's lit. I sipped two ibuprofen. Wish me luck. I literally can't eat. I'm so nauseous. This is literally giving me substance <laughs> this is literally giving me substance wow what dim bimbo man first time i've ever tried the shakes from up what fucking place einstein bros sorry i'm my brain is only 3% working. Like, somebody needs to punch me in the face. Immediately. Hey guys, so I'm officially back from Japan and I look like shit and I have a valid excuse for that. I have fucking COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted to off my... She's like a fucking caricature with a gaping mouth and, uh, yeah, again, pimp slap was, the pimp pant was meant for a reason. <laughs> this entire flight, no wonder, bro, I literally felt like I was going to pass out. Anyways, took a COVID test, have COVID. <laughs> and, uh, I think, uh, Shogun Rikisu had, uh, COVID last week late today but he seems on the mend <laughs> yeah there's some odd shit going on in japan right now let's just take a look at our world in data because the the dashboard isn't updating but i just wonder if cases are getting through um yeah. So, Japan, confirmed cases. Yeah, it's, it's dropped off. And that's not true because um, this is May. Yeah, it's when the dashboard. But, hospital.
No matching data. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what to say. Again, um, Japan has become a very, very, very um, patients in ICU. So that seems yeah up to date to June twenty first. But everything else is that they're not updating the data. So hard 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 to make out what's going on. But uh I think I think Commander Rixie got some and Oh well there, there's this. So um I just called the place dealing with media release about the variants in Okinawa. Variants detected in Okinawa from fifth of June to twelfth of June are the following a descending order. XBB 1.91 lineage, XBB 1.5 lineage, XBB 1.16 lineage, XBB 2.3 lineage, XBB 1.92 lineage, other Omicron li lineages which are impossible to analyze, BQ1 lineage. Now again, um, anything else there it's okay to think there are no other new variants in okinawa except for the ones already reported now yes do you have a plan to report the variants in okinawa on a regular base currently under consideration um again uh i think japan is an interesting case because of the high vaccine uptake homogeneous population and universal health care um the issue is that we're not getting the data out. Now, more biowarfare uh, potentially on the horizon. Oops. Um, uh, symptoms of killer virus spreading across Europe, and it's highly likely to reach UK. An urgent health warning has been issued for what has been described as the current biggest threat to public health over new cases of Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. It's my contention that uh, this was one of the primary research programs in Ukraine, uh, especially these tick-borne um, diseases. And um, I think that they've, they've tried to evacuate out their research to get it from falling into Russian hands. And yeah, suddenly, suddenly now we're seeing levels of it, uh, or we're receiving warnings that uh, it's out there. Um, again, if you're going to be in a situation where you're exposed to ticks, uh, I guess make the appropriate safety decisions. You know, long sleeves, no shorts, etc. All right, yes, I think I think that's about it. It's not loading the video, so I'm moving on. Try and get to the uh, the review. Um, latest data's uh, latest data has revealed uh, a another large uptick in people claiming disability. This is U.S. data, and I want to have a look at U.K. data with respect to excess deaths. So. My prediction has been that we'll see Alzheimer and dementia disorders 
overly represented. Let's test that hypothesis. Is the doctor is the old doc right? So let's let's take a look. Um, well, this from Dr. Claire Craig again. Uh, I had a sort of warning about. Well, she was talking about Japanese data, and again, I was saying that the anything they're showing about Japan isn't based on real-world data at the moment. Um, it's just not it's not being released. Um, but the point of this graph is to show that uh, the proportion of deaths. So in 2020, it was the older age groups. Uh, 2021, that begins to change. Um, it starts equalizing out between all the age groups and now in 2023 uh, it's the younger groups which predominate now you, you know why why would this be well uh, a couple of reasons the susceptible old got taken out the beginning of the pandemic and um, it sort of burned up all that dry wood Maybe vaccination was helpful in this particular instance. It's, uh, it's, it's a hypothesis that we have to um, take into account. But if the vaccines were so successful, why the disproportionate rise in young people that are dying? And, you know, the... If you had young people dying of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, that would be a highly noticeable signal with respect to just doctors coming into contact with it and, and it would be reported because you wouldn't, you wouldn't be expecting to see these symptoms emerging in the young. Um, I make the contention that... Uh, the neurological components of uh, long long hauler conditions are partly the prodromal effects of neurodegeneration. But we can dig into ONS data just to see um, where the excess deaths lie. And, well, I'll... you're looking at the biggest cause right now, which is heart failure. Um, cancer seems eh, within range. And what about dementia and Alzheimer's? Um, actually, it appears to be running uh, lower, but then if there's less old people around, um, the overt symptoms may not be so obvious. And you have to you have to ask yourself well if people if people are dying of heart failure and it, it's disproportionately skewed towards the younger demographics um is the is the impact on the heart the only symptom that they're having do they have the brain fog etc um is this vaccine induced is this sars induced is a combination of the two, but um, this is a pretty approachable table by the ONS. So I'm going to drop the link in the chat if people want to take a look.
and um, yeah, I mean the the data that I've seen. So we've seen data from the U.S., which has shown an increasing um, trend in Alzheimer's and dementia diseases. And you can take a look here and. Um, Dementia and Alzheimer's disease is one of the leading causes or the leading cause of death right now. So the light blue is the five-year average, and this is the current figures up to May 2023, followed by ischemic heart disease. So I'm having, a, I'll, just, I'll be honest, I'm having a job reconciling this data, which is ONS as well, versus uh, this table. So... You know, it it would take a few hours to try and sit down and uh, pick apart where the obvious uh, gaps are in the data, and you know how much of this is uh, projections based on previous recordings. But you know, there there obviously is a signal with uh, heart failure and. It's not there, despite it being the leading cause of death in the UK. It's below that five-year average that they would expect. So, you know, it uh, remains an open hypothesis. Uh, let's see. Lisa uh, Offerman says, thank you so much, man. You're a true friend. You really are the person you are online. A stand-up guy is all I can say. Stunned. Uh, oh, you're more than welcome, Paul. Um, I try my best. Uh, I try to look after the community. Um, I was there this morning uh, for what was supposed to be, uh, say, I give too much away, but a discussion with the VA um, that, that got cancelled, but I was prepared to be there for, uh, for Paul. So, um, all right. Uh, let's see what else we have here. G20 leaders plan round-the-clock disease surveillance system. Uh, UK science minister says, never again will we have to wait for three months for China to mislead us on events such as the COVID outbreak. Now, I'm... You know... I don't want to be... I would be fine with... Um, surveillance. It's when it would become mandatory and it comes with all the baggage of having to walk around with your fucking telephone, having some QR code on it that you've passed the recent screening that busybodies have done in your community. I'm but you know, if they if they have some way of passively uh, sampling the air in airports, for example, uh, wastewater. I don't have an issue with that, personally. It's as soon as it steps into and uh, impinges on your, um, your your sovereignty. And, you know, I guess you could say, you know, there's concerns that obviously the World Health Organization is uh, giving themselves powers to instantiate lockdowns even though there might not be any recorded cases they could just be dependent on the uh, the, the results from again i suppose a passive 
surveillance system or the emergence of disease in another country. Uh, but the, in my mind, it wouldn't, it wouldn't need a whole lot of investment to make those, uh, make the surveillance available. Just to keep an eye, like wastewater, air extraction systems, etc. But I think that has to be the limit, and we have to be um, extremely, extremely circumspect in how these people wish to use that data and uh, you know the last three years should have taught you that um the totalitarians uh, <laughs> velvet velvet covered steel steel fist is never far behind uh, moves like this so you know it's uh yeah, I think it's likely to be more a bad thing rather than a good thing uh, myself. But it's this is where they're going right now. Um, see anything to really extract out of this? Not so much. But there. Hang on, what's this? Mister Freeman believes the way vaccines are created and manufactured has been indelibly altered by the pandemic with companies and politicians alike realizing the traditional approach of churning out millions of identical doses is likely not as effective as more nimble tailored approach to respond quickly and precisely to specific pathogens and strains the advent of mrna vaccines has enabled this breakthrough he believes well you know i'm of the opinion that <laughs> they haven't showed them to be of any any real use and why why is japan having this torrid time with covid again it's ninth wave when it's one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet something something's not right here and it's the andrew weber uh, zeal of the bureaucrat who thinks who thinks that they understand the science and believe that they can go around shaping uh, public policy and public health measures that will have direct impacts on your lives. Uh, all I can say to that is... Uh, Fuck these peppers! Um, <laughs> Real-time public data feed blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some, I, I don't... Not all... All of these technologies are bad. Um, it's the it's where these people would use and abuse it. And look, if we're going to have this struggle between uh, the proletariat and the technocrats, um, I, I would rather it out in the open and them telling us what it is that they intend to do and us being able to push back and demand uh, certain guarantees and um, controls. We're, we're, and of course they're going to go down this pathway. It's too much of a money maker and too much of a uh, control mechanism. But um, for sure we should be able to um, hold them to higher standards uh, as they unleash their tyranny upon us. And, you know, do I... Do I think that... They're not going to stop, put it that way. And, you know, we can we can try to engage in non-compliance, I guess. But there's not many people who can, you know, really go the full, the full 
measures necessary to say that you are completely decoupling. I mean, I can go quite the way there, but I'm still I'm still dependent on supermarkets, etc. And I don't, I'm not sure what I would do if um, they were, you know, <laughs> they're scanning your biometrics as you go in, and they find that you are a non-complier. I guess hope that um, food deliveries are. Um, not subject to the same restrictions. But yeah, um, real-time public data and blockchain, I kind of like that idea. So um, let's do this. Let's move on. and getting closer to the article. I'm just trying to get through the latest noise. Uh, he blocked Twitter. Ah, all right. What stories did I have? Yes, I'm, I'm agreeing to start. Fuck you. Fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I had some stories there, but I can't see them. So um, this, this popped up. I want to shout out to uh, Mary for this uh, story. And, you know, it's, it's something I've been keeping an eye on. We know that as COVID emerged, they rushed through a bunch of uh, therapies with respect to uh, trying to deal with Alzheimer's and protein folding disorders. And, um, you know, this MedPage Today article has some interesting points in. So uh, let's see. Lakembi became the first Alzheimer's treatment targeted at the disease process to win full FDA approval. Today's action is the first verification that a drug targeting the underlying disease process of Alzheimer's disease has shown a clinical benefit in this devastating disease, said Teresa Baraccio, MD, Acting Director of the Office of Neuroscience in the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. This confirmatory study verified that it is a safe and effective treatment for patients with Alzheimer's disease. Full FDA approval expands the anti-amyloid agent's Medicare coverage, giving more Alzheimer's patients access to the drug. Reaching this milestone in Alzheimer's disease clinical treatment has been a long journey, said Babak Tusi, the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, an, investi uh, an investigator in the clinical trials. We can affect the disease trajectory. Now, um, this all sounds wonderful until you start digging into the details. It's a small benefit but it's still a benefit. We can slow it down. Well, like I've said uh, previously, we've had these types of agents for quite some time. Um, dissolving amyloids doesn't stop the disease. Stopping or pharmacologically blocking inflammation doesn't stop the disease. It goes on, this was a big step for us, and it's not just because of the effect of the disease treatment, Tausi noted. We learned more about the disease and learned how to diagnose it more accurately and how to look at the process of the disease, progression, and biomarkers. In January, uh, lisenumab was approved under the accelerated approval pathway to treat Alzheimer's disease. As part of the accelerated approval, drug makers ISI and Biogen... Oh were required to conduct a post-marketing trial verifying uh, the clinical benefit. Confirmatory study, the phase three clarity ad trial showed, let's just have a look and get paper from that. Uh, Sanameb led to less decline on cognitive and functional measures in early Alzheimer's disease 
but was associated with adverse events. The primary efficacy endpoint was the change on the clinical dementia rating sum boxes, CDRSB, a scale that ranges from 0 to 18, with higher scores indicating worse impairment. From a baseline score of about 3.2 on the CDRSB, mean worsening at 18 months was 1.21 with lisanumab and 1.66 with placebo, a difference of 0.545 points. Sorry, All key secondary endpoints were met. So here we have a biological being used and, you know, it's an end of life terminal condition and so we want to I don't have a issue about throwing the kitchen sink at it um the issue I have here is well what about these adverse events and you know is it is it really worth the risk for what is essentially a minuscule improvement in cognitive performance again how much how much is down to placebo uh, i don't know i was uh, hoping we can see the um, paper associated with it criteria I don't see anything obvious. It's hard. It's hard to look. Um, no results posted. Yeah, this 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 bothers me in in, in stories like this. Um, it's gone. Several reports indicated that three people died during the lisenumab open-label extension study. Though it was unclear what role the drug may have played, recent research also suggests that anti-amyloid therapies for Alzheimer's disease, including lisenumab, may accelerate brain atrophy. Now, again, this gets down to is is the tauopathy and the proteinopathy, the prion-like effects, are, is that a functional adaptation that is holding in place some neurotoxin of some form or another? And if you go in and bust apart those um, tangles, maybe it releases um, the underlying neurotoxic peptides. This is something that, again, it's not a new idea something that has uh, been known about for a, for a long long time uh let's see may accelerate brain atrophy <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> last month an fda advisory committee unanimously agreed that lisenumab mab Show clinical benefit in early Alzheimer's disease. It's confirmatory trial in a six to zero vote. The agency's peripheral and central nervous system drugs advisory committee really backed the evidence supporting the anti-amyloid monoclonal antibody. Yada yada yada. Um, again, I would I I want to see more studies 
coming out of this something with such a marginal difference in performance and uh, associated at already admitted to risks brain atrophy and people dying <laughs> you know color me a little bit skeptical on that but um i wait to see more independent research all right um let's see Medicare coverage is hitting the jackpot for pharma. Yes, you're right. Uh, that is marginal in a subjective measure. Well, you know, they'll they'll make the argument that, you know, it's a standardized test, etc. But um it's it's small in its uh in its effect, so keep that in mind. Tazik says, this is the trajectory of most dementia drugs. No improvement, but we think they would have gotten worse faster without it. Yes, this is something you hear um, a lot. So let me move on. Now, I mentioned, of course, uh, I want to spend a little time on this special edition of uh, Neurobiology of Disease, a BRAC hypothesis of the pathogenesis of Parkinson's disease, because I do think... <laughs> I think the statistics from the UK seem somewhat contradictory, but um, I wanted to look at this paper, which is upregulation of alpha-synuclein following immune activation, possible trigger of Parkinson's disease. Now, um, I'm going to, I just need to take a break for two minutes and then i'll probably be able to do about 40 minutes of reading I, I i have a suspicion we'll be doing this in two or three chunks yeah maybe more it's it's a long it's a long long um paper so i just i need to just take a quick break before i start I'll be back in a second folks uh, send those donos in so doc can read them out when he gets back and I'll see you. I'll be back in two minutes.
right. Um, wow, uh, 130 watching without Twitter. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Let's just, uh, let's just see if anyone did send a dono. Uh, who's not a Janet Yellen? You are all... Oh, no, no. I want to say thank you to uh, Matthew. Uh, you, sir, can have a... Uh... Not that one. Uh, why didn't that pop up? Did I go I'll do a... What's his face? That is me. Uh, I am a legit scientist. All published in she... 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 All right, uh, let's see. Upregulation of alpha-synuclein following immune activation, a possible trigger of Parkinson's disease. Now, we've looked at a number of papers which have um, intimated that uh, not only the spike protein, but also the E protein may be uh specifically geared towards causing the misfolding of alpha synuclein of course there are other amyloidogenic epitopes etc on the spike protein whether it be via gene transfection or normal infection like that dippy tart on her trip back from Japan. Uh, let's see, abstract. Alpha-synuclein has been suggested to have many functions, including a vesicle transport in neurons, transcriptional regulator, modulator of immune cell maturation and response, and a role as an antimicrobial peptide. This protein forms insoluble aggregates called Lewy bodies in several neurodegenerative diseases termed synucleopathies, including Parkinson's disease, multi-system atrophy, Lewy body dementia, and aggregates are also commonly found in Alzheimer's disease. Uh, they're also found in CJD. Moreover, multiplications and point mutations in the gene cause rare autosomal dominant forms of Parkinsonism, which resemble sporadic PD. It's been suggested that the accumulation of alpha-syn in the monomeric state, followed by the aggregation of the protein and seeding of further pathogenic alpha-syn aggregates, are key steps in the pathogenesis of syn nucleopathies. The triggers of alpha-syn aggregation in neurodegeneration are unknown, but inflammation caused by bacterial viral pathogens or exposure to environmental toxins have been implicated. The purpose of this review is to present emerging evidence that alpha-syn may play a role in the immune response to pathogens. We present recent findings suggesting that upregulation of alpha-syn is a normal response to infection. We propose that under certain conditions, e.g. dysregulated inflammatory responses due to genetic predisposition, an aging monomeric alpha syn will form oligomers that are taken up by nerve endings and undergo axonal transport to the central nervous system where they can aggregate into pathogenic fibrils. Under favorable conditions, we suggest that this process can trigger neurodegenerative disease. Therefore, a deeper understanding of the role of alpha syn in the immune system could provide crucial insights to the origin of syn nucleopathies. Now, um, 
my immediate thoughts are, of course, that um, SARS, by the inclusion of the uh, SEB staphylococcal interrhinal B toxin, which is exposed after the spike is cleaved, would be the mechanism by which you would You want, you, you want to overdrive the immune system such that you continue to produce this, uh, these peptides, which at a very, very, very basic physiology level somehow are forming these nets to, again, the presumption being that they grab hold of these abnormal peptides and um, sequester them in some fashion or they do any other damage. So let's, uh, let's go on. Uh, I, I often like long reviews. Uh, you always uh, learn something new, and um, they're a little easier to read. So just long. Alpha-Syn was first described as a nuclear and presynaptic neuronal protein, but it's now known that Alpha-Syn is expressed abundantly throughout the body of mammals. The protein's function in the nucleus remains elusive, and in neural synapses, is suggested to control vesicle fusion, release synaptic plasticity. However, the exact functions that the normal monomeric form of alpha-syn serves in different cell types beyond neurons, which is where the protein has been mostly studied, remain to be elucidated. Monomeric alpha-syn can form oligomers, some of which are likely toxic, that can further assemble and aggregate into fibrils. The presence of these amyloid fibrils in the brain is associated with many neurodegenerative diseases, such as P. You know, we've done all those. All those uh, synucleopathies, I've just mentioned them in the abstract. Notably, alpha syn aggregates are also found in the brain as incidental findings in 8 to 15% of autopsies done on people who do not exhibit neurological symptoms, so called incidental Lewy bodies and it is unclear whether they represent a prodromal condition where the individuals would have developed a neurodegenerative disorder later if they had lived longer. Alternatively, these alpha-syn assemblies might represent a feature of normal aging or they could potentially participate in cellular responses unrelated to aging. In both these latter scenarios, it's possible that the aggregates do not necessarily cause neurodegenerative disease but could represent a bi standard phenomenon. Cellular alpha-syn levels are increased during certain viral and bacterial infections, and alpha-syn can impact the function of immune cells, suggesting that it may be important in pathogen-activated immune responses. The viral and bacterial infections known to trigger increased alpha-syn levels will be discussed later in this review. Supporting a role for alpha-syn inflammation, alpha-syn protein levels are reported to increase in inflamed gastrointestinal tissue, such as in viral gastroenteritis and inflammatory bowel disease. Now remember the last paper we were looking at, we were looking at body first or head first, CJD and Parkinson's, right? And the gut is a major entry route into the central nervous system via the vagal nerve into the vagal uh, vagal motor yes is that what they called it um anyway 
Potential crosstalk between the actions of alpha-syn on the immune system and nervous systems, and if such crosstalk can contribute to neurodegeneration is poorly understood. Notably, recent studies have demonstrated that several of the loci that influence PD genetic risk, as well as some of the genes underlying rare monogenetic forms of PD, have roles in the immune system. Furthermore, mounting epidemiological evidence links PD risk to immune disorders and certain types of infections. All these observations suggest that the immune system plays an important role upstream in the pathogenesis of PD. The purpose of this review is to explore alpha-syn's multifaceted potential roles in the immune system and how these might interface with PD pathogenesis. Firstly, we'll briefly explore the properties and expression patterns of alpha-syn throughout the body. Then we will describe the current understanding of the function of alpha-syn in immune cells through model systems and PD patients. Finally, we will address specific pathogen-induced pathogen alterations in alpha-syn production where it might aggregate and engage with cells in the micro-environment. The alpha-syn nuclein structure is an innately disordered protein lacking a stable structure in aqueous solution. Made of 140 amino acids and encoded by the SNCA gene, like other synucleins, alpha-synuclein has an N-terminal alpha-helical lipid binding motif that binds lipid membranes when they are present. Once bound to the lipid membrane, alpha-syn forms an alpha-helix structure that attracts more alpha-syn monomers to bind to the membrane. It has a disor disordered core region responsible for fibril formation and aggregation once the local concentration of alpha-syn reaches the threshold level. These different aggregated conformations can be triggered, for example, by cellular stress responses and are found in patients with PD, LBD and MSA. The different conformations and triggers are discussed in the later section. Alpha-synuclein is widely expressed in different cell types and tissues throughout the body under normal physiological conditions. For this scale, protein transcripts per million uh, were used to measure protein expression throughout the body, figure one. And, um, well, what do we see here? We can see uh, digestive tract, liver, heart, lungs, uh, muscle, skin, and uh, very, very heavy in the brain, uh, highest levels in the cerebellum, cerebral cortex, and midbrain, and basal ganglia to some extent. And in immune cells, so uh, plasmacytoid dendritic cell, a myeloid dendritic cell are the most susceptible. And again, got to think about SARS' ability to target DC signs. And I'll just remind people, if you're new to this course, that um, we believe that SARS was engineered to attack DC sign to target CD4. CD8 and um, the the dendritic cells themselves, the dendritic cells that go back, that travel around and travel back to germinal centers, etc., and um, provide a pathway for these epitopes of concern to 
travel around the body. All right, so it's an interesting figure one. So uh, alpha-synuclein expression in the CNS, the intracellular localization and post-transcriptional modifications to alpha-syn change throughout normal development. It travels from the cell body to the presynaptic terminals early in development in neurons. In rodents, alpha-syn is expressed within the cerebral cortex and hippocampus after a few days of embryonic development, the expression increasing as development progresses. Neurons in many other adult brain areas, such as the olfactory region, cerebral cortex, thalamus, neocortex, hippocampus, substantia nigra, if we're talking about Parkinson's, and midbrain, also express alpha-syn under normal conditions. In the brains of healthy, aged, non-human primates and humans, alpha-syn expression per neuron is elevated compared to young brains. Alpha-syn protein levels are regulated by post-transcriptional changes, most common being phosphorylation, ubiquination, and nitration. Um, so all of those um, modifications, and particularly ubiquination, would be used for um, essentially breakdown pathways. Phosphorylated and nitrated alpha-syn are found in higher amounts in Lewy bodies, suggesting that these modifications affect the aggregated form of alpha-syn, or ubiquination affects alpha-syn's ability to localize and degrade. Furthermore, glial cells can express alpha-syn, specifically normal oligodendrocytes were recently shown to express low levels of alpha-syn. Yes, big boy. Can I help you? Uh, yes, we'll leave. Got your stuff ready? Ready? Yes. And it's reminding me we have to go out. Um, uh, let's see. Karma Doc in the chat. A heart for Karma. Big hearts for Karma. Uh, do, 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 do. Something. All right, so, uh, so yeah, it's found in multiple brain cells, etc., which is particularly relevant to MSA since in this disease the oligodendrocytes develop aggregates of alpha syn. Astrocytes and microglia express alpha syn under some conditions, as we discuss in a later section. <clears throat> alpha-syn in peripheral tissue. Under physiological conditions, alpha-syn is expressed in many peripheral tissues, such as the colon, peripheral nerves, skin, and urogenital system, which is particularly interesting since PD patients commonly have prodromal gastrointestinal symptoms, and MSA patients often present with symptoms from urinogenital organs early in the disease. Notably, the protein atlas indicates expression at the tissue level, but does not separate the expression of alpha-syn into different cell types. However, precise expression, function, and localization of alpha-syn in some peripheral tissues are not well characterized. In mice, alpha-syn is localized in the enteric neurons 
innovating the colon. STC1 cells, an endocrine cell line, and primary enteroendocrine cells isolated from rats contain alpha-syn. Low levels of alpha-syn are also present in the cytoplasm of human muscle cells. Notably, red blood cells contain high levels of alpha-syn. Interesting. So, um, you know, one of the one of the concerns or features of neurodegeneration is iron dysregulation. And I'm just wondering if this might be part of the mechanism of that iron dysregulation. Anyway. The precise function of the protein in these red blood cells remains enigmatic, but some studies suggest specific conformations of alpha-syn are responsible for the shape of the cells. Yeah, so that that kind of makes sense. So if you've if you've got a misfolding alpha syn in red blood cells, um, it, it's difficult. You know, the shape defines function, and if the if the alpha syn becomes misfolded, perhaps the hemoglobin module becomes distorted, and it enables the iron atom to dissociate. And it will it will fall out in areas where there's high metabolism, and you know the deep cerebellar nuclei, and of course the basal ganglia. Uh, da, 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 da. Another study has shown that erythrocytes can release a small vesicles containing alpha syn that are able to cross the blood-brain barrier during inflammation. Those exosomal trafficking signals. Several types of immune cells also express alpha-syn. Uh, as we discussed in greater deal later in the sections below, they include circulating dendritic cells, monocytes, and granulocytes. SNC... It's just references. Okay. Alpha-synuclein's known normal functions. In the following sections, we briefly describe the normal physiological functions of alpha-syn in different cell types. Several earlier studies have stressed the role of alpha-syn in synaptic transmission. And numerous comprehensive reviews are available on this topic. Therefore, we will only briefly describe the synaptic functions of alpha-syn and instead focus on its potential roles in the immune system and discuss its functions in the innate and adaptive immune systems. When applicable, we also discuss how alpha-syn in the immune system might contribute to the pathogenesis of PD and other syn nucleopathies by being a source of aggregated protein. Alpha-synuclein is known to play a significant role in neurotransmitter and synaptic vesicle release. Synaptic plasticity and membrane fusion through snare complexes, which are proteins that mediate vesicle transport. The synaptic terminal alpha-syn is associated with the fusion of lipid vessels, vesicles, sorry, while also influencing membrane curvature. Changes in snare complexes are seen in PD and models of syn nucleopathies. Uh, snares have been identified in various immune cells with functions including the release of granules, receptor binding, and phagocytosis. When alpha-syn forms larger ligamas, the synaptic function is altered. Specifically, ligamas can disrupt the snare complex, synaptic vesicle release, and change dopamine levels. These changes are proposed to induce cellular stress response to generate harmful reactive cross. Uh, 
<clears throat> resulting in neurodegeneration. Recent research has pro proposed that alpha-syn localized in the nucleus plays a role in regulating gene transcription and DNA repair. Specifically, it's been suggested to regulate neuronal differentiation. In, different, in differentiated cultured neurons, exogenous alpha-syn could bind to the promoter region of 29 distinct genes, and nuclear translocation of the protein was enhanced by phosphorylation of serine. Regarding DNA repair, alpha-syn has been suggested to play a role in response to DNA damage, specifically co-localizing with areas of DNA damage. Alpha-syn shares similarity with the protein involved in double-stranded break repair, and in mice lacking alpha-syn, there's an increased incidence of double-stranded breaks in brain tissue. It remains to be studied if these proposed roles of alpha-syn in the nucleus are also important in immune cells. The chaperone function of alpha-syn. Um, as a chaperone function, a protein that guides and assists in the folding of proteins, preventing the formation of structured aggregates, cysteine string proteins, alpha-cis-p-alpha, is, is a known molecular chaperone for the snare complex, and a deficiency in the protein leads to neurodegeneration, as established in a KO mouse model. Interestingly, deletion of alpha-syn in the CSP-alpha line accelerated neurodegeneration in the mice. However, wild-type A53T mutant alpha-syn overexpression in CSP null mice rescued the formation of the snare complex and prevented neurodegeneration. Further investigation revealed alpha-syn overexpression in these mice rescued the expression of heat shock cognate 71 uh, kilodalton protein, a known chaperone which indicates alpha-synuclein acts as an activator of chaperone proteins or acts as a chaperone in the snare complex to maintain proper synaptic function. The C-terminus of alpha-syn binds to the synaptic vesicle and is pro proposed to be the region responsible for chaperone function. Furthermore, monomeric alpha-syn inhibits the aggregation of aldolase and glutathione S-transferase to aggregation, to aggregation prone proteins in vitro. Specifically, monomeric alpha-syn can inhibit heat-induced aggregation of a truncated 112 amino acid alpha-syn and position 28 alpha uh, amino acid on the C-terminus of the syn protein is required for this inhibitory effect. Now, I'm kind of interested to see what aldolase proteinopathy that's associated with. Apparently, uh, something with dogs. Um, so it just says multi-system proteinopathy. Like I say, I, th I think as our molecular biology gets ever more sophisticated, we're just going to find more and more um, candidate proteins that misfold. 
So pathophysiological effects of alpha-synin disease, duplication, triplication, and point mutations of the SNCA gene are associated with autosomal dominant forms of Parkinsonism, suggesting that alpha-syn plays a role in pathogenesis of PD. Moreover, the accumulation of alpha-syn oligomers and the formation of fibrillar aggregates are features of the neuropathology, also in non-inherited sporadic synucleopathies. Several factors can favor the oligomerization and eventual fibrillization of alpha-syn monomers. They include certain post-translational modifications of alpha-syn, oxidative damage to the protein, e.g. production of ROS following mitochondrial dysfunction, and possibly the phenomenon of molecular crowding when cytosolic levels of alpha-syn are increased. Increased levels of alpha-syn can be the consequence of elevated gene transcription, or decreased degradation due to aging-related failure of the autophagy lysosomal system. The mitochondrial dysfunction hypothesis shows how environmental stressors can lead to aggregation of alpha-syn. The following section discusses the functions of alpha-syn in the immune system. Uh, neuroinflammation and alpha-syn accumulation are both features of neurodegenerative disease. Several recent findings have shown that alpha-syn can influ- influence the immune response, and conversely, the immune system can impact alpha-syn levels and structure. In the following sections, we will first discuss the known function of alpha-syn in each immune cell and the ability of the cell to respond to alpha-syn, followed by how these functions are disrupted in model systems, as well as what is known regarding the changes in the abundance and function of immune cells in PD. It should be noted that the molecular species, monomeric, oligomeric, or fibrilla, or fibrilla sorry, of alpha-syn that are used may vary between laboratories and potentially explain some of the differences reported. The innate immune system, production, and response to alpha-synuclein. Recently, several associations between changes in the innate immune system first line of defense against pathogens or insults and PD have been described. They include alterations in the number of peripheral immune cells in PD patients, genes associated with PD being linked to immune cell functions, and potential autoimmune component of PD due to their alterations in the major histocompatibility complex. As discussed earlier, alpha-syn can disrupt snare complex, leading to decreased trafficking of cell surface receptors, which also has the potential to affect the immune system by changing immune cell signaling. Finally, the initiation of an immune response to alpha-syn reviewed below indicates alpha-syn may act as an activator of the sterile immune response and could underlie a systemic chronic immune response in PD patients. These two cell types with phagos- uh, macrophages and monocytes, sorry. These two cell types with phagocytosis as one of their primary roles have been suggested to play a role in PD and to interact with alpha-syn pathobiology. First, monocytes are circulating phagocytic cells that can leave the circulation and give rise to macrophages and dendritic cells. During infections, monocytes will increase the expression of toll-like receptor 4 in response to pro-inflammatory cytokines. Second, peripheral macrophages are abundant in most peripheral tissues. Their primary roles include tissue repair, removal of pathogens and cellular debris, as well as initiation and resolution of inflammation. 
Clinical studies on peripheral macrophages in PD patients are few, although animal and cell culture models indicate a potential role of alpha-syn in the regulation of their activation. Here we summarize emerging data on these two types of phagocytic cells in the context of PD. Monocytes express TLR4, and recently it was uh, demonstrated that macrophages expressing this receptor are able to interact with aggregated alpha-syn directly to induce cytokine release. So the increase in TLR4 in monocytes may allow for a stronger immune response against alpha-syn oligomers. Additionally, a study injecting alpha-syn fibrils into the substantia nigropiles compactor of mice identified the movement of CD163 monocytes into the CNS. Monocytes in PD. In a recent study, it was demonstrated that the percentage of white blood cells that were monocytes was unchanged in PD patients. However, within the monocyte population, there was a significant shift towards classical monocytes and corresponding decreases in the non-classical and intermediate subtypes of monocytes. In PD patients and mouse models, monocytes express elevated levels of TLR2, TLR4, indicating a potential systemic pro-inflammatory state. Another study found that monocytes shed CD163 after activation with monomeric or fibrillar alpha-syn, found patients had increased soluble CD163 in the CSF. This study also found that soluble CD163 was positively correlated to alpha-syn levels in the CSF and serum at PD patients. In support of a potential involvement of monocytes in PD, it was recently reported that patients with isolated, rapid eye movement sleep behavior disorder exhibited increased levels of peripheral classical monocytes. Furthermore, the level of TLR4 expression on these cells correlated with a degree of immune activation, substantia nigra, measured through PET scan. Over 90% of patients with IRBD develop a synucleopathy within two decades after diagnosis. Therefore, this study demonstrates that monocytes may play a role in early PD. See, this is, this is it's an important piece of the pathology pathway, right? Because your immune cells are going to go out and meet uh, whatever invader it is, and um, the if those if those pathogens are loaded with epitopes that can cause the misfolding, then it's a way to um, attack and and subvert the system over a long period of time. Dean Patriot for Trump says, the highly anticipated Tucker Carlson podcast for Donald Trump is here. Well, uh, <laughs> watch it after I've finished. Doing neuroscience here. Uh, let's see. Uh, getting spammed. <laughs> spammed by a Trump bot. Um,
Um, size. Um, wait, shut up. The support of potential involvement of monocytes in PD, it was recently reported that patients with isolated rapid eye movement sleep behavior disorder exhibited increased levels of peripheral classical monocytes. Furthermore, the level of TLR4 expression on these cells correlated with the degree of immune activation in the SN measured through PET scan. Over 90% of patients with eye... Why do I feel I've read this? Uh, 90% patients with IRBD develop a synucleopathy within two decades after diagnosis. Therefore, this study demonstrates that monocytes play a role in early PD. In a mouse model, Harms and colleagues demonstrated that monocytes play a role in alpha-syn responses. Following alpha-syn overexpression, monocytes were observed entering the CNS, specifically localizing near neurons overexpressing alpha-syn within the substantia nigra. Interestingly, in the absence of CCR2 monocytes, dopamine neurons did not degenerate when exposed to pathogenic alpha-syn in this animal model. While there still is relatively little data on monocytes in PD, the preliminary findings described above indicate that CD163 monocytes may play a role in PD pathogenesis through their response to alpha-syn. Now, it's coming up on... I can get through macrophage okay, and then I've got to go. So studies suggest that alpha-syn might participate in phagocytic function and vesicle release in peripheral macrophages. Notably in transgenic mice, overexpression of alpha-syn led to a 50% reduction in macrophage phagocytic activity and decreased cytokine exocytosis. Due to reduced uptake of cellular debris, these mice exhibited elevated levels of anti-nuclear antibodies and the alpha-syn overexpression led to a general pro-inflammatory response. In a different paradigm, exposing macrophages to exogenous alpha-syn leads to the polarization of macrophages to a pro-inflammatory phenotype. Macrophages primarily utilize the TLR4 pathway to respond to alpha-syn with some involvement MyD88 and toll-like receptor 2. However, another study indicated the response of macrophages to alpha-stin is driven by TLR2 signaling. The conflicting data might be due to differences in the molecular forms of alpha-syn used by different laboratories because disparate alpha-syn conformers likely regulate TLRs to varying extents. The ligomeric alpha-syn has the highest affinity for TLR4 and induces the strongest pro-inflammatory response measured through the release of tumor necrosis factor and interleukin-1-beta. Alpha-synuclein aggregates can also stimulate murine bone marrow to drive macrophages, causing phosphorylation of signal transducer and activation of transcript STAT1 and STAT3, which are two transcription factors involved in the inflammatory response. In fact, when a Janus kinase JAK-STAT inhibitor was used prior to the stimulation with alpha-syn aggregates in vivo, MHC2 expression and T-cell recruitment decreased 
indicating a diminished pro-inflammatory response. This shows that alpha-syn aggregation stimulates specific intracellular pathways in macrophages with an ultimate impact on other types of immune cells with the potential of powerfully regulating the immune response. Um, time to go through the figure here. So it says summary of data on immune cell function in SNCA null models, red receptor expression known to interact with alpha-syn blue and response to the protein orange for each cell type is shown and macrophage monocytes natural killer cells neutrophils b cells t cells dendritics the above experimental data indicates that murine macrophages can respond to both endogenous production of alpha-syn and alpha-syn present in the extracellular environment studies using macrophages from patients will be necessary to determine their alpha-syn levels are dysregulated in PD, or if they display an aberrant response and exposed to different molecular assemblies of alpha-syn. And that's probably a good place to hang up as we get into microglia and the brain. Um, I think that's, uh, well, that's where the real action begins to happen. Uh, let's see, quickly read the chat. Um, Doc is such a great dad. Oh, that was better. Um, to the Doc, our kids are suffering under the Minecraft, Roblox, etc. Mind games. Yes. Uh, Dan Beans, catch you later. Um, let's see. No consent. Fifth generation bio warfare incapac incapacitation meant to bleed all your resources dry. Yes. Uh, be scared into spending all your money on overpriced prepping shite. Yes. Uh, tax evading Blick in the chat. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Might be 88. Interesting. Um, it doesn't mean much to me, but I'm glad it does to someone. Um, all right. Uh, I've got to call it quits. I've got... Um, duties i need to take care of uh i've been streaming over two hours let me just uh let me just see if there's uh any donos oh uh one from jeff say uh thank you very much and Um, you can have, sir, uh, why didn't my friends? You had enough? Does it work now? All right. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, I'm out of here. So take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one where we will finish this review. I think I'm, I'm, 
going to spend a whole bunch uh, on this special edition of the Brack Hypothesis. It's an important mainstay of understanding neurodegeneration, um, particularly Parkinson's. And uh, I think it, I think it worth us spending time going through um, these papers. I'll try and mix it up so we're not doing um, alpha-synuclein all the time. So thank you for listening in. Uh, all, how many? Nearly 150 across channels. Fifty. How many on uh, anyone using WTYL? Uh, free. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa, I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually playing. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! No. I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire. This guy. Send 10.45,000. 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 Send 10.45,